This is also a siyam on the sechta tainus. the mishnah In regards to what the mishnah says, that there were no yomim tovim holidays for the Jewish people, like the fifteenth above and yom kippur. Bring the Gemara. The Gemara explains a number of different reasons given by the sages of the Gemara. If the Yamtuf and Tuba'av regards to why Tuba'av is a Yamtuf. One of them is Yom Shahutru Shvatim One of them is that the Shvatim, the different Shvatim were permitted to intermarry with each other, which means there were certain, although rare, restrictions about if a woman inherited land, because there were no brothers to inherit, so she inherited and now the uh, when she marries somebody from another Shevet, so this land will now be transferred to her children who are from another Shevet, so it comes out that the land from one Shevet will have been transferred to another Shevet so the Torah said at the time when it happened with the daughters of Tzlovchad, that if that happens then they must marry somebody from their own Shevet, so that there shouldn't be this cross um, crossover of land from one Sheva to another Sheva but at some point they said that this no longer applies this was only for the generation that entered at Yisrael and from now on it's permitted for any person to marry whoever they want it's not restricted by this and therefore that was a in other words now anybody could marry anybody else it was no longer even this rare restriction on intermarrying from one Sheva to another Another one is Yom Shehuta Sheba Binyamin Lovelakol. There was a certain time when Sheba Binyamin was banned from marrying any other Jewish people from any other Sheba because of something that happened by the Pelegish Begiva and they were punished in this way. But then eventually it was also that restriction was lifted and that also happened on Tuba'ov. Yom Shekolu by Mesei Midbar is the day that the people that were dying out in the Midbar before they could enter at Yisrael, all those people that were 20 years old when they left Mitzrayim would not be able to enter at Yisrael because of the sin of the of the spies surrounding the story of the spies and at the end of the 40 years, the 15th above was when people stopped dying and from then on anyone that was alive would be able to enter at Yisrael Another reason is Yom Shabbat Lashem and Ela Pardes Prustiyos Shehayshiv Rabban Ben Avot Ala Adrachim. That was the time that the king Hashem and Ela he removed the sentries that Rabban Ben Avot had set up sentries on the roads that led to Yerushalayim because he didn't want the the people from the Yisrael from the Ten Shvatim to go to Yerushalayim to the base of Migdash he wanted them to go to his temple and uh, Hosea ben Elah the king he removed those centuries and it was now permitted for anyone to go wherever they wanted another reason is the many many thousands of Jews that were killed in the city of Betar after the revolt against the Romans the Romans did not permit them to bury the dead, but at the, on Tuba'av they finally permitted them to bury the dead. On Sumsav bring the Gemara, and then at the end the Gemara brings that Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef Both Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef said that this was the, the reason was James Shapaskum Melichrois Eitzim Lamarach Tuba'av was the day 
in which they stopped cutting wood for the mizbeach, the wooden planks that they used on the mizbeach. They were always they were cut up until tuba of, and that's the day that they finished. The Tanya, because we learned in the Brisa, Rabbi Lezer Lezer the Great said, from the fifteenth of Av and on, the 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 strength, the intensity of the sun fades. So they stopped cutting wood for for the Beis because they were not dry enough. The wood had to be dry, and since the sun is now not as intense anymore, so it wouldn't dry the wood enough. So that's when they stopped cutting wood for the mizbeach. Amar of Menashe and Rav Menashe uh, commented. And they called the day of Tuba'av, of the 15th above, the day that they broke the axes, the hatchets. So that's how the Gemara at the end of Tainus explains the holiday of Tuba'av. By the Alafridic Gitaimim is Fashtandik, by all the above mentioned, the earlier ex- uh, reasons that were given, we understand why. The fifteenth above is considered a yomtiv, a holiday. Why? Because on this day, something good and and purposeful and useful happens for the Jewish people. Whether it's the bittul behefsik for nagzeirah be'einish, whether it's because a a certain decree or punishment was removed from the Jewish people. In the instance of Yom Shukolov and Mesa Midbar, if it's a reason, is because the people that were dying in the Midbar stopped dying. Yom Shabbitle Sheyo, when the king removed the sentries barring people from going to Shalayim, Shalayali Yisrael Leregel, Yom Shabbitle Besa Lekfura, or whether it's because the people in Besar were allowed, they allowed them to be buried. So all of these, of course, when it finally happened, so that's a good reason to declare Yom Tov. Other or for another reason, something that had been lacking was now available. The day that anyone from any shevet could marry each other. Or the fact that Binyamin could now intermarry with any of the Shvatim. These are also reasons why it should be a Yomtev, why the day is a happy day, a day of celebration. But when we get to the final reason that is given, that this was the day that they stopped cutting wood for the Mizbeach, we have to understand what's about what what is this what's Yamtivik about that? What is so unique and special that it makes it a holiday that because they stopped cutting wood. What's so holiday-like about that? That this day should be declared a yomta because of that. And that sunoch, a yomta of Godel, and not only just any ordinary yomta, but a great yomta. That as the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, there was no such great yomta for the Jewish people as the day of Tubav and Yom Kippur, so what's so great about this yomtiv that they that they stopped cutting wood for the for the mizbeach? Vos mahadim tog oifgehert ton an inyan l'tzeirach hamigdash. What seems to be have happened on that day is that they stopped doing something which was necessary 
for the big uh, base amigdash. Vertas ayamtav, so that's a reason to declare ayamtav. Well, Rabbi Nashi is nachmaisiv, and in fact, Rabbi Nashi goes one step further, and he adds, as the hefsek krisus aetzim l'marocha, that the interruption in cutting wood for the mizbeach is aza inya naila, that it's such an important thing as nikra b'shem that they even gave a name to this event to the day that they stopped cutting the wood. Not just that it's a yonta, but they even dec- they gave it a name associated with stopping to cut the wood. <speaking in Hebrew> they called the day by this special name, the day of the, bre- the breaking of the hatchet. The tmi is noch stark, and the question is even greater. is vile. That the reason why Rebbe Lezer is the reason why didn't they cut wood after Tuba'ov is because the intensity of the sun is diminished. So comes out as That the reason why they had to stop cutting the wood on that day was because naturally there was a weakening of the power of the, the natural power of the sun which led to the fact that the wood would no longer be useful or good enough for the Mizbeach uh, so something that is positive, the intensity of the sun which dries out the wood properly stopped, so therefore now that it's no longer good enough and that is necessary <coughs> the intensity of the sun is necessary for, to have properly dried wood for the Mizbeach and that's the reason they had to stop so what's so yomtivdig about that it's a natural thing which is a weakening of what is needed for the Mizbeach so what's, why is that a holiday from the very fact that the reason that is given that Tuba of Yomtiv is because the, the, the cessation of the cutting of the wood that's an opinion of multiple sages Rabbe and Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Nashia who adds to that reason by saying that it's the day that was called the day of the breaking of the hatchets as opposed to the earlier reasons that over there each reason was given by an individual sage so it's not the opinion of the of the majority of the sages it's an individual opinion whereas this uh, reason of the, the they stopped cutting the wood is the opinion of three sages at least is mashma so it seems as there is a tam ikri that this reason is the primary reason many of the sages held that this was the reason for the celebration and the joy that were of the day of at least it's more than the other reasons because three people say this reason and only individuals say the other reasons and it's true that all of those uh, sages of all the other reasons they're not necessarily arguing with each other it's just that each one was repeating the reason that his teacher had given for the Yom Tov. not that he disagrees with all the other reasons so they, it's not that they argue with each other it's that each one gives a separate reason but at least the reason of the stopping of the cutting of the wood that was said by three sages so obviously that's the primary reason so we have to understand what's the reason what makes that into a yomtiv base Rabbi Negershin Rabbi Negershin in his commentary Zokt, he says as the chshivas from Yom Shepaskum Alicha Seitzum is 
they, what's so important about the fact that they stopped cutting wood is because at the time when they were occupied by cutting the wood for the Mizbeach they couldn't be studying Torah at that time they were busy cutting wood but on that day they stopped cutting but also yomtev, and they made it into a yomtev because because from then on, they would be able to go back to learning Torah. So that was a reason to celebrate. For which, according to his opinion, Rabbi Negeshin's opinion, is musber the iluf in them That explains what so. Uh, why it's such a happy day that they had to stop cutting the wood which is the reason they made it into a yonta because now they could go back to learning Torah the Rajbam of Azok however the Rajbam says that, that the day that they stopped cutting they would celebrate because on the day that they finished the job this is, uh, that's a day of celebration because they finished with a mitzvah they completed successfully the activity of a mitzvah, of preparing the wood for the Mizbeach. So that is a reason to celebrate. As the Mile of Asimchavan Hefzik, Krisos Eitzim, that what's, uh, what's so special and joyful about the day that they finished cutting the wood is Fabunden, the mid, Vos, what Mashvung and the Mitzvah is connected with the fact that they completed sex, successfully the mitzvah. Just like we find a celebration by the Shlomas of under a mitzvah, like when you complete another mitzvah, like let's say when you write a Sevatayra, the completion of Sevatayra is a great celebration. So, also the completion of the mitzvah of cutting the wood was considered today to be a day of celebration. And we can understand very well why the Rajbam doesn't accept. Rabbi Negeshin's explanation, Vailafidas Rabbi Negeshin, because according to the opinion of Rabbi Negeshin, is first, first of all, Ha'ikechasa Begemara. The Gemara doesn't seem to bring out the main point. The Ma'ilavos Mekanda Elochaya Iskimbatayra. If the main point was, the reason for the celebration was because they could now go back to learning Torah, the Gemara doesn't mention anything about that at all. Rabbi doesn't mention that at all. And the fact that the continuation of that Gemara is that from the 15th of Av, one that adds in the learning of Torah, because since on the 15th of Av, the nights be, start becoming longer, it's the, uh, the sun, the, sorry, the summer is coming to an end, and the nights are now coming longer, so there's more time to spend studying Torah. During the day, people were busy working. At night, they had time to study Torah. So that's how the Gemara concludes that discussion. So the fact that this is being mentioned, that is written as an additional idea to this, the fact that the 15th of Av is when it starts, the, the sun stops is not as intense anymore outside and it says a lesson nisht al tam not given as a reason why the fifteenth of Av is a yomtiv, but rather on his bechal madgish nishdem etzem inyan amekend double toisik zaymetayda. It's not coming to emphasize that you can study toyda. Nor as fundem tog is meisiv milelos aleyomim. Rather, the the point there is, as I said, that since the night becomes is starting to become longer. And therefore, you have more time to study Torah. 
but not as the reason why, because now the Yidin, the, the people that were busy cutting wood, could be able to learn Torah. It's not mentioned anywhere in this discussion. And this, the fact that everybody could uh, learn, the, the fact that one could learn, uh, spend more time learning Torah because the night is longer, that's something that pertains to every Yid. Nothing to do with the people that were involved in the cutting of the wood, which is only a small minority of the Jewish community. And especially that the cutting of the wood was as every, all other work at that time, before you had electric lights and uh, ways that you could illuminate uh, big areas in which you had to work. When it got dark, there was no way to do any work anymore. So the cutting of the wood was also done only during the day so it has the fact that it's becoming dark earlier and you could learn at night has nothing to do with the fact that you finished cutting the wood so these two things are completely unrelated to each other therefore this has nothing to do with the people cutting the wood the fact that the nights are longer so the question number one is that if the reason is as Abinagashan says that the reason for the celebration is because they could now spend time Torah, learning Torah, why does the Gemara not mention anything about that at all? And another thing says Nish Mistaber it doesn't seem logical that they would make a Yomtev out of what? that they would celebrate a day pointing out that while you were cutting the wood of the, for the Mizbeach, you couldn't learn Torah. Now, finally, we're finished. Now we can go back to learning Torah. Let's make a Yom Tov out of it. That seems to be a Yom Tov that goes against the idea of cutting wood for the Mizbeach, of the importance of cutting wood for the Mizbeach. So that's why the, the Rajbam doesn't accept Rab, Rabbi Negershin's reason as the reason. But we have to understand, when the, the Rajbam says it's, it was a great mitzvah, why does he call it mitzvah gedoyle? Because he's trying to explain, he wants to explain why the 15th of Av is not just any ordinary yomtiv celebration, nor but that it's declared a yomtiv like no other yomtiv. There was never any other yomtiv like Yitubav. A yomtiv gadol, that it's a very great yomtiv and a very special, unique yomtiv. So he's trying to explain that. So therefore he terms the completion of the cutting of the wood to be a great, uh, the completion of a great mitzvah. So we have to understand, why is the cutting of the wood for the Mizbeach considered to be a great mitzvah? Why does the Rashbam term it a great mitzvah? Nishtama mitzvah, not just a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah. But the contrary, is as Gornara mitzvah. One could say that the cutting of the wood for the Mizbeach is not even a mitzvah unto itself. It's just what makes possible the real mitzvah, which is the burning of the wood on the Mizbeach. This is all a preparation to that. So it's not even a mitzvah in itself. Ungreat and Gnugatesim in the Lishka, that they had to prepare enough wood in the storehouses for the Marocha, for the Mizbeach. When the Krav is the Korbanus, for the Mizbeach, and for the bringing of the Korbanus on the Mizbeach. And the Mizbeach. 
and especially in light of the fact that even when we conclude an actual mitzvah, like a siyam atayra, like the conclusion of a uh, writing of a atayra, we don't find that when a, fin- uh, when a person finishes a it's declared to be a great mitzvah and there's no celebration like this at all this is the greatest celebration that the Jews ever had we don't find that so why is it that this mitzvah of the conclusion of the cutting of the Mizbeach he terms it a great mitzvah and which leads to a yomtiv, which there was no yomtiv other than this and Yom Kippur, as, gr- as great as this in Yom Kippur. Gimel. In Divri Rab Menashe. Then we go to the next, uh, the next subject here. The words of Rab they called it the day, the day of the breaking of the, of the hatchet. Gefintmen oich tzvei pirushim. We find two explanations of what he means by that. Taisus is mefarish. Taisa's explanation that what he means is it's the day that they finished cutting the wood for the, for the Mizbeach so also Rabbeinu Gershon says that from then on they didn't need the hatchet anymore to cut the wood so it doesn't mean literally that they broke it it just means it was the interruption they no longer needed it that but the Rashbam says differently. He says, He says they broke the hatchet. Because they no longer had any need for them. To cut the wood. From the wording it seems, as their Shem Tobra Magal, that when the words that Ramanashi uses, the day that they broke the hatchet, that doesn't mean figuratively that they broke the hatchet not literally figuratively they no longer needed them so they set them aside and that's what he calls Tavramagal but the Rajbam says no it doesn't mean it in a figuratively way nor Kipshutai he means it literally they actually broke the kardum the hatchet and this also seems to be what Rashi is saying because he says in the breaking of the hatchet and why the they, Rashi and the Rashbam feel that it means literally that they broke the hatchet can be understood because Noisev Adem was the Pashtetaych from Tavar Magal Nishbotl of the Pasak. first of all is the simple understanding the word Tavar Magal does not mean interruption no longer needed it means shviras akeli. It means literally breaking of the of this uh, garden of the hatchet. So setting aside this point that it literally means breaking of the hatchet, there's another reason. According to the explanation of that explanation of the Rashi, uh, not Rashi, of the Tesis and uh, Rabbi Nagershin that the day of the breaking of the hatchet made ploizamahat mit magal oivger tzatom de polov and grisaits and that what it means is that they stopped using the hatchet for the cutting of the wood kum toisaz ramanashi is moisib mit zayn zogen so what is ramanashi adding by his statement as karulet yon tavamagal that they call the day by the name the day of the breaking of the hatchet what is he adding to what Rabbi Rabbi Yosef said they said that it was the day that they stopped cutting the wood 
comes along Rabbi Nashi and he says, yes, they called it the day of the breaking of the hatchets. But it actually means the same thing according to this opinion. Nish be'inyan nordem targizim So in other words, what Rabbi Nashi is saying, is adding, is not just that it happened to be the day in which they stopped uh, cutting wood for the, for the Mizbeach. So Rabbi Nashi says, and in fact, they gave it the name. They gave, actually called the, na- the day by that name. The day that they stopped cutting the wood. That's all he's adding. So in other words, Ramanashi is not really adding anything of true substance to what Rabbi and Rabbi Yisra said. This was the day that they stopped cutting wood. So he says, yes, and they also called it the day that they stopped call, uh, cutting the wood. So that's why the Rajbam doesn't like that, uh, that interpretation. And another reason, more, even more importantly, in the Inyan from Tavar Magalot's Mainim Elichas Eitzim Lamaracha, because if all Tavar Magal means is that they stopped cutting wood for the Mizbeach, Hatzir De Tognish Toizgetel from the Alevite De Gateg. So then the 15th above is no different than the 16th above, and the 20th above, and the 3rd of, Tish, of Tishrei, and the 20th of Kislev, and so on. All of these days they weren't cutting wood for the Mizbeach. Because the, they stopped cutting wood, went on until the month of Nisan of the next year. So this day is really not that different than all the following days. That's why the Rajbam says, as dos that it means literally that they broke the hatchets. When dos is Rabbanashi Meisim, and that's what Rabbanashi adds to the conversation. As Nishnor Loi Hoyu Kaisim Eitzim Lamarocha, not only did they stop cutting the wood, nor Tabur Magal, but they actually broke the hatchets. The Togis is Subrochen Gevorn, the Magal on this day, they actually broke the hatchet, Midvelchamot Kaisim Given the Eitzim, with which they were cutting the wood. And that's why that day is different than all the other days, because they actually broke the hatchet on that day. But we still have to understand. So yes, so the Rajbam says it's the day that they broke the hatches. But the question is, what's why break the hatches? What's so special about breaking hatches? That it's such an important event that they call the day by that name. It's the day of the breaking of the hatches. The day is called the day of the broken hatches. We have to understand in general about this this uh, matter. Why did they break the hatchets? The other it would seem that the breaking hatchets is not a good thing. That seems to be a waste of money, a waste of resources. Why would that be something positive? The fact that they didn't want to use these hatchets for any other use, something that is not as holy as cutting wood for the for the mizbeach, that could be at least understood. We could explain it in this way. Since they use this hatchet for holy reasons, cutting wood for the mizbeach, they didn't want to use it for any other mundane purpose. So that could be understood. At least could be understood. This is Abinish Muvim, but we still have to understand. Why did they have to break it? 
Man hat ihm doch gekannt, überlassen von dem Christus, er ist ein bisschen They could have simply set them aside to be taken out and used next year when they start cutting the wood again. Why do they have to break it? So we have to understand all these things. Zat Dalit. So perhaps the explanation is the Maimur von Rabshimagamliel, this initial ex- um, statement of Rabshimagamliel, which starts the whole conversation, that that there was no such there was no such holiday as the fifteenth of Av. It comes as a continuation, as a conclusion to what the Mishnah said earlier. The Mishnah had been talking about Tishubav, but that is the saddest day of the year. That during the entire year there is no other day which is as non-happy as Tisha B'Av be the talk from Tisha in connection with this is the Mishnah Mamshra Messiah so therefore the Mishnah now goes into Rav Shemagam Lil's statement B'inyan Toiv concluding the Mishnah with a positive message in the Ksayah Hofchi speaking about the extreme opposite situation which is as Lo'i Ha'i Yom Toiv Lisol Kamishu Asubav Gimekipurim that was the saddest day. On the other hand, we had the, the happiest day was Hamish Asabov and also Yom Kippur. So that's how the, Gemara, the Mishnah wants to conclude with a happy note to contrast the fact that Tishuba was the saddest day. Valpize is moving the Yumtak. And so, based on understanding this one point, it makes it much more understood and it makes it flow so much more, Gishmak, so much easier. Now we understand what's behind it. Now we understand why the reasons that are given for why Tuba of is such a happy day. That the reasons why Tuba of was such a big yomtiv are in contrast to what caused Tishabav to be Tishabav. Now that Tuba'av is the contrast to Tishabav, so now the reasons why Tuba'av is a holiday is in contrast to the reason why Tishabav is a sad day. So to understand how they contrast, the Pashtus but you can very easily understand in regards to the reason that this is the day that the people stop dying in the Midbar, the Bitlak Zayda Nishtuarangan in Yisrael which was as a result of Hashem said that these people will not enter Eretz Yisrael, so they began to die, and when they stopped dying that means that the Gezeira is over now everybody can go into Eretz Yisrael as well as also the reason that is given that the people that were killed in Beitar were now permitted to be buried that they are in contrast and also they fix, they repair what was the harm that was caused on Tishabov. So the Tubaov was the repair of what happened on Tishabov. So the Tveyin to these two matters was Tishabov Nigzerol of essentially a consular arts. On Tishabov, one of the reasons for Tishabov is because on this day was the day that the Maraglim, the, the, the day that the Yidden cried that they don't want to go to Tishabov, and that's when it happened that Hashem declared that they would not enter as Yisrael. 
So this is the contrast. And now it ended on Tuba Av. It ended 40 years later, but still it ended on Tuba Av. And also new, um, the other, another reason why Tisha B'av was declared the saddest day is because Nilka the Besar. That was the day that the Romans finally conquered the city of Besar. And they killed tens or uh, many, many, many thousands of Jewish people. So that was Tisha B'av, and when they finally were able to bury them, so that was sort of, the, you know, it made it easier to deal with. The Tisha B'av was elevated somewhat, that if at least they can bury the dead. So that's as far as those two reasons. In regards to the other reasons, that why Tisha B'av is a Yom the Esh, the Tam... The first reason was the Gemara brings is Yom Shuhutu Shvatim Lava Bezebaze. That is the day that the Shvatim were permitted to marry each other without restriction. Satzav Geendik, they're upheld. They they declared an end to the restriction from like Sisav Nachlum Matalamata Acher. That the reason why they didn't want to allow, or the, why the Torah says that you're not allowed to, a woman is not allowed to marry somebody from another shevet if she owns an inherited land is because so that the land from this shevet should not be transferred to another shevet when she dies and her children inherited they're from another shevet so parts of Eretz Yisrael that belong to one shevet will now end up at another shevet so when they were able to remove that because their uftu in them is was hutru so on Tuba of they now permitted women like that to be able to marry anyone that they wanted this, the fact that they could now marry anybody and that the, it's no longer important it's no longer restricted that the land of one Shevet should not be transferred to another Shevet that obviously became permitted now because that would happen when the woman died and her children inherited it so they were from another Shevet that means that the land of one Shevet would now end up with another shevet, so when that restriction was removed, that made that means that the settlement of Eretz Yisrael became fully recognized. And the far asuyontav, and that's why they made it into a yontav. Now to explain why that means that the yidden finally entered Eretz Yisrael fully, they finally took possession of Eretz Yisrael fully. Why is that? The beer was that to explain that Kolzmans is given the iser from leisisiv nachla as long as the restriction of that land from one shevet cannot be transferred to another shevet. Yet the chelik and Yisrael that gemuz blaidim by the shevet of alchin as melchatchilat zugetel givaron, which means that the section in Yisrael that was given to a shevet must remain with that shevet and can never be transferred to another shevet. Is this this means that what, what that means is that when a person owns a piece of land in Eretz Yisrael which he inherited because Hashem gifted the, uh, the land of Eretz Yisrael to the individuals that came out of Mitzrayim and went into Eretz Yisrael so when you own your piece of property if you don't have the permission to be able to sell it to somebody else from another Shevet it means you do, that you don't fully own it you own it only with restrictions. He could not transfer it to another shevet. That means that you don't really own it fully because there's things that you can't do. And another thing, in regards to the entire land of Eretz Yisrael, that 
that means that somebody from Shevet Yehuda or any other Shevet has no connection at all to any other part of Es Yisrael outside of his own Shevet because he could never own it he could never own any other part of Es Yisrael other than what belongs to his Shevet that means he has no connection to any other part of Es Yisrael he doesn't even have the ability the possibility, the potential to be able to own it he is not fit to own any land which is outside of his Shevet's holdings each Shevet had only his defined part of Es Yisrael and they had no connection to any other part of Es Yisrael so those two things, first of all the owner of that piece of land each individual owner didn't really own it because he couldn't sell it with, un, with no restriction he was very restricted into who he could sell it and in addition to that the rest of Israel, he has no connection to it at all because he could never own any of it Shabbat Isr now when they took away that restriction and now anybody could sell any land in Israel to any Shevet so now the person that owns that piece of land truly owns it because it's unrestricted he could sell it to anyone that he wants and now every Yid whatever he owns has the ability to own any part of Eretz Yisrael so now suddenly he's connected to every part of Eretz Yisrael so therefore on this day the Yidin truly settled into Eretz Yisrael. They truly owned Eretz Yisrael. Each one is individual piece and also has the ability and the potential to be able to own any part of Eretz Yisrael. And one could say that this could be related also to how the ownership of the Yidin of Eretz Yisrael. There are two ways in which the ownership came to the Yidin and the way it comes to the Yidin defines how they own it there are two explanations whether it's that the Jewish people inherited Eretz Yisrael in other words defined as inheritance or whether it's a gift that they were given Hashem gave them a gift did He give them an inheritance or did He give them a gift and there are differences when you look at it as an inheritance when a father bequeaths an estate to his children so when do they truly come into owning that, their portion of the inheritance when the, when the estate is divided to each one and each one is given their part of it now they own their part is the Adgosha Chelik Prati to Hashabit Prati? So when you look at it as a, an inheritance, the, it's more about the individual ownership of their part of the estate, of the inheritance, that defines each one owning his piece. Because until it's divided to everyone equally, or however they divide it, nobody owns any specific part of it when you get your part that you're going to be owning now you own it now you've inherited it when we look at, when we look at it as a gift from Eretz Yisrael the, the Hashem gifted Eretz Yisrael to the Eden is other, but then the, the focus is on the contrary when somebody gives a gift the rule is that he gives it with a, in a generous way you want to give it in the best way possible meaning to say 
Hashem gave the entire land of Eretz Yisrael to every single Yid. When the Nesina is Bishleimusa, and when he gives it, he gives it fully. Every Yid is connected to every part of Eretz Yisrael. When I feel Esa is so, therefore, the as a matana, every Yid has a connection to every part of Eretz Yisrael. So there, in other words, that there was a time when the uh, when it was each shevet had his own holdings and could not have had no connection to the other part of Eretz Yisrael. But as a matana, Hashem gave every part of Eretz Yisrael to every yid and wants every every yid to have connection to the entire Eretz Yisrael. So even even when there was a restriction that they couldn't transfer from one shevet to the other, from Lesisel Nachla that. Up, uh, right, that they couldn't transfer to another shevet. Is the snorvus ayuhudarviyale? As far as Hashem is concerned, every part of Eretz Yisrael is connected to every yid. The fact that he can never own certain parts of it at the time when it was still a restriction is an outside force which is re- restricting him from actually taking ownership of it. But Hashem gave the whole land of Eretz Yisrael to every yid. The fact that you cannot own it for a certain number of years is only a side issue which restricts you from being able to take ownership of it but the connection between a Yid is with every part of Eretz Yisrael because Hashem gave it as a gift and a gift is fully given so it's without restriction every Yid has a connection to every part of Eretz Yisrael having explained this Uvamele is moving at the Shlemus HaKnisel Eretz Yisrael so therefore Tishabov was the day when they were told that they would not be able to enter Eretz Yisrael. Tuba'av is meant to be the antidote to that, which is that on Tuba'av they fully entered Eretz Yisrael. First of all, every Yid owns fully his piece of land. He could sell it to anyone that he wants. As well as now every Yid could own any part of Eretz Yisrael. So that is Nizgali Gevorim Ven Hutru Shvatim This may have been true all the time, but when did it become an obvious reality that every Yid truly has connection to every part of Eretz Yisrael? When now they released that restriction that Shvatim could not buy pieces of land from other sections of the other Shvatim, when they were now permitted to do that, now it became obvious to all that every Yid is connected to every part of Eretz Yisrael. So that's why Tuba'av is the answer to, that reason for Tuba'av is the answer to that Tishabav is the day when the Yidin were told that they would not be able to enter Eretz Yisrael. Hey, even though there are five things that happen to the Yidin on Tishabav, and the first thing that happened was that the Yidin were told that they would not enter Yisrael in the Midbar but the real, the main reason why they declared a fast of Tishabav is because of the destruction of the Beis Amigdash that happened on Tishabav on the Riber and therefore Nemt on the Gemara the Gemara accepts and assumes as the Tama Ikri that the real, the central reason why 
there was no day of Yom Tov like Tuba of is vile is because this is the day that they stopped cutting wood for the Mizbeach because that is the antidote to the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash the, what is the antidote of the destruction of Beis HaMikdash is the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash and the day that they finished cutting the wood is that reason that it describes the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash the Heipach von Chor Mabai is the opposite of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash so although there are five, four other reasons why Tisha B'Av is Tisha B'Av, and therefore there are reasons that other sages give why Tuba of is the antidote for that because it speaks to one of the, uh, the reasons why Tisha B'Av is Tisha B'Av but the central reason certainly is that it, the Tisha B'Av is the Tisha B'Av because of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash so the antidote to that must be the, the central reason for why Tuba of is the greatest Yom Tov. And that is expressed by the when they stopped cutting the wood. To explain. In Khurb Mabayazanadatsvainyanam, in the destruction of the base there are two aspects to it. The Khurb Mabayas, the actual destruction of the base Migdash, as in Nishtakim Besa Migdash, that we now no longer have the Besa Migdash. And therefore we also don't have all the Aveda, all the services that were done in the Besa Migdash. So that's one reason, and then there is Sibas Achorban. What that what Tishabav, What's so terrible about Tishabav is what led to the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. What's the reason that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed? For Babayish Sheni, that in regards to the second Beis Hamikdash, for is Chomer Lan Funim Chorban Arishin, and which the Shulchan Aruch says that the, the destruction of the second Beis Hamikdash is more painful to us that is what is more dominant with us is the destruction of the second one the first one is was rebuilt so therefore it doesn't have as much impact as on, on us as the destruction of the second one and what's the reason for the destruction of the second the reason for it was because there was baseless hatred hatred from amongst people for no good reason and what is the opposite of these two things the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and the reason why it was destroyed the opposite of that the antidote to that both of those things were accomplished through the cutting the day that they finished cutting the wood for the Beis for the Mizbeach how so so we'll understand why that is by first explaining another question on this matter. Why does the Gemara have to bring the proof to Tanya that how do we know that this is the day that they stopped cutting the, the wood? Because we learned in the Brisa, the Tanya of Elazar Godel Oimer, what we said before, the Rebbe says, "Mechamishas above Eilich." From the 15th above and on, Toshesh Koychesh Lchama, the intensity of the sun wanes. And they didn't cut any more wood for the Zbeach. So the question is, why, why is it so important for us to know, in this case, why is it so important why they stopped cutting the wood for the Zbeach? 
They could have just said, on the 15th above, they stopped cutting wood for the Mizbeach, and they declared it a Yom Tov. Why is it important why they stopped? Especially that this makes it even more difficult to understand the Sibaf and the Simcha. Why they were, why was it such a great day of rejoicing? Because they stopped cutting wood for the Maracha. But when you give the reason why they stopped cutting the wood of the Maracha, that seems to diminish the reason for celebration. Uh, since the reason that they stopped that he gives why they stopped cutting the wood for the Mizbeach is because there was no choice the sun is too weak it's going to be wet wood moist wood you're not going to be able to burn it's not going to be able to burn well so yes we have to stop uh, cutting wood so it seems to be what's the reason to celebrate this it's just a natural fact that it doesn't work anymore so why celebrate so why does the Gemara give the reason to begin with the the explanation is that that's the reason why he gives it when they went ahead and they cut wood a large amount of wood during the summer months this made it possible that for the rest of the year they would have enough wood to be able to supply the Mizbeach to be able to bring the Karbonus those essential Karbonus side the Karbonus Yochid whether it's the Karbonus uh, that were brought by an individual for his own personal needs that each individual has to bring for his personal reasons because he committed to bring uh, to bring carbon uh, for some reason, other than a dover, a nether, and a dover, different types of commitments. Side the carbonus tzibur from klal Yisrael. It's also to be able to bring the carbonus which were representative of the entire community. There was one carbon brought for the entire community. That each individual yid has a share in every one of those carbonus. And that even though it's a public carbon, but it brings atonement for each individual yid, each carbon according to what it is meant to bring atonement for. The point that he's making is the, the cutting of the wood, the dedication that they had for cutting the wood, was in order to benefit every single yid, whether it's in a personal way or a communal way, but it was for the benefit of every yid. Which means, the people that went ahead and put in the effort to cut all this wood, what they were doing is, stucker. they were giving stucker. they were helping out all, each and every single individual yid. And the words, and stucker, the mitzvah of stucker is... Um, equal to all other mitzvahs put together in fact in Yerushalmi everywhere in Yerushalmi the mitzvah of tzedakah the Yerushalmi doesn't feel say the mitzvah of tzedakah it just says the mitzvah the mitzvah is tzedakah in Yerushalmi that's what it means so in other words tzedakah is that mitzvah which is the mitzvah of all mitzvahs especially when you f- f- uh, fulfill the mitzvah of stokka in such an elevated way then 
ordinarily tzedakah is a great mitzvah when it's done in this very elevated way as I'll explain in a minute so then it's an even greater um, uh, mitzvah he's explaining why it's called a mitzvah g'dayla why the cutting of the wood was called a mitzvah g'dayla when we talk about tzedakah in the context of karbonas to be to make it possible to bring the karbonas it, the godless from the tzedakah is cyber kamos. so then the greatness of this kind of tzedakah is both in quantity that when these people that volunteered to cut the wood they were doing tzedakah which impacted every single individual year they were giving tzedakah to every individual year and with the entire community as a whole and this was what made possible the bringing of the karbonas both for the individuals and for the community so therefore that's why in quantity it's the greatest type of stocker possible to be, give, to be given because you're giving literally stocker to every single yid and you're giving stocker which impacts the entire community as a whole it's also a greatness in quality an under the any other category of stocker, venish the krisizetim bistuba of. Sorry, it should be read this way. An under the it's a completely different, qualitatively, it's a completely different level of stocker. Venish the krisizetim, because if not for the cutting of the wood by the volunteers, bistuba of until tuba of. Is there wouldn't be enough wood to be able to bring the carbonus. So what was the, what kind of stucker were they given? They were making possible for that all important activity of bringing carbonus. So both quantitatively, every year benefit from it, and also the quality of it. Without this, there is no carbonus. So of course, this is in addition to being stucker, which is a great mitzvah in general. This kind of stucker was. The greatest of all possible stockers. The myth is moving as butter from Rabbi Lezer Agadol. This explains what Rabbi Lezer Agadol is saying. That from the fifteenth above, the intensity of the sun weakens. Is nishtok and eitzim and therefore there is no longer. It's no longer possible to be able to bring collect that kind of wood because it's no longer fit. Which explains why it was so all important that people should be involved for the entire summer in in doing volunteering to do this mitzvah of cutting the wood. Because once you reach a certain point in the calendar year, you can no longer cut the wood. So it's so important to do it up until day that, that day. And therefore, we can also understand now as the mit that this is the antidote to Tishab of the destruction of the Besamigdash by by Tuba'av, by the bringing, by the preparing of all the wood till the day, till Tuba'av. That was the answer to Tishab of the destruction. Binin Besamigdash is a Zolzaim Bayes Toshem Muchan Liyis Makrivim Bayakabonis. What is the purpose of the Besamigdash? That it's a place where it's a place that is for the purpose of bringing korbanos, as the Ramam says, undos veter meglicht, and that is made possible the nishlam and complete dur dafke bechamishu 
And that possibility, that ability to be able to bring Karbonus is concluded by all the work that was done up until the preparing of the wood. That's when they conclude, they finished. They had enough wood for the base of Migdash, for the carbon, Karbonus. And through them, and by that it became a place where it will be possible to bring these carbonas, which means the purpose of the, the building of the Beis HaMikdash that there is wood enough to be able to bring carbonas up until when they could start bring, cutting wood again which is in the month of Nisan so that's why this is the real reason for, or the antidote to Tishavov, which the main reason for Tishavov is the destruction of Esamikdash, and this, the cutting of the wood, is what expresses the rebuilding, the giving strength to the Esamikdash, and that's why that is the main reason why Tuba'av is the great celebration that it is. Zion. If them is Moshev Remenashia, so to this comes to add Remenashia, and he says Vekaraliyim Tava Magal, and they called it the day that they broke the hatchets. As Mitnehev Sekrisus Aetzim, that when they finished the cutting of the wood, Tutzich of Noch Atiferedinim from Shleim in Shleimus from Bina Abayis, this adds an even deeper perfection to the strengthening of the Beis Hamikdash. Nishnar. Not only, in addition to the fact that by because of this great mitzvah of the, the tzedakah that they contributed to the this all-important type of tzedakah to which strengthened the Beis Hamikdash that it was now being used in the way that it was meant to be used. In addition, in addition to that, there's another thing. The Mishnah zokt when the iser from negias barzul ba'avneim is beach. The Mishnah says in regards to there's a prohibition for any stone that is going to be used in the Mizbeach that no uh, iron should touch it. If iron touches a stone that was meant for the Mizbeach, it disqualifies this. If a piece of iron touches a stone, it becomes disqualified. It can no longer be used for the building of the Mizbeach. Shabarzal Nivra, the reason for this is Shabarzal Nivra Adam, because metal iron is made to cut short the life of a person. That's what uh, arms uh, were were used, the swords and so on were made from iron. And the Mizbeach is created for the purpose of lengthening the days of men. It brings atonement and therefore a person can live a long life. That's what he's trying to add to this discussion. At least in the way Rashi and Rajbam understand it. Rashi and Rajbam are the ones that say that they literally broke the hatchets. That when he says the breaking of the, of the hatchet, it means literally that they broke the hatchet, which was made of iron. What is what he's saying is that what's so unique about Tuba'av, the when they finished cutting the wood, is not only in the simple sense that 
they had prepared enough wood, so from now on there would be enough wood for the Mizbeach. Was the far hotman the magal nishgenutzdeif atashmus chayil un at his bottle, and therefore now they had enough wood, so therefore they didn't have to use the hatchet anymore, and they would set it aside. It's not just that. When a filling is blazing, then was be teichne is the samitzvah gedayil fun stoka, and not not even just to say simply that it was such a great mitzvah of stoka that they did stoka for every single yid and so on. Was verdul dem abayis l'shem muchen and this prepares the ability to make the the Beis HaMikdash do what it's meant to be done, which is to be makriven by Karbonus. But he's adding something more, nor nochmer. He means to add some a deeper sense. And says, Oich given the tachos ha-mechubim from binyan ha-bayis v'amizbeach v'akrovus ha-karbonus that it also, the day of Tuba of brought out what is the purpose of the building of the Beis HaMikdash and of the bringing of the Karbonus. It brought out, the breaking of the hatchets brought out that this is the purpose of the building of the Beis HaMikdash, which is to, to extend the life of a person. All of, of course, by the bringing of the Karbonus. In them tog, Gmark Miss Chris Eitzim, Noch Edemahad Gebracht Eitzim, the Migdash Alamaracha. It's not just, they didn't have to wait until they brought Karbonus to bring out the importance of the Mizbeach that it's there to bring, to extend life because they're bringing Karbonus. Even before they started bringing Karbonus, it was already bringing out the point that the Mizbeach is there in order to extend the life of a person. The Alatek Biz Nissen is the Tover Magal because all these days until the Nissen comes around again. So even before they began to use the wood which was now going to be used until Nissen, in the, it brought out the point that the Mizbeach is all about extending life. How was it brought out? On Tuba'av, in the Tover Magal, by the fact that they broke the axes. Nishbara Karbdumas, that they broke the axes was to bring out, to say, Shain Demul Betubaav, already then, the first day, before they even began to use the wood, is Mempoil, they already brought about, they affected, Mensebrech them Magal, they Mumavatl, them Inyanahavchi, they broke and therefore neutralized the negative aspect from Mizbeach, Akarbazagabanas, Barzil, that which, was, which is the counter of what the Mizbeach is. The Mizbeach is in order to extend life. The uh, metal, iron, is what, uh, what cut short life. So on that day, which they were celebrating, trying to bring out the importance of the Beis Hamikdash, the importance of the Mizbeach, the importance of bringing the Karbanas in order to extend life, even before they had to start bringing the Karbanas, they already brought out this point. How? By breaking the, st- the iron axes so that we're neutralizing the possibility that there should be a shortening of life because the Mizbeach is all about extending life. And that's why they broke the axe, not just laid it aside to be used next year, they wanted to bring out the antidote to Tishabov and to the destruction of the Beis by strengthening the reason and the point of the Mizbeach by breaking the iron axes and therefore already bringing out that the Mizbeach is all about extending life. And that's why they broke the, the iron uh, hatchet, literally, 
Hayyais as from demult on is menishmis is a menishmisayin and krisis eitel marachal mezbeach. Since the hatchet can no longer be used to cut wood in assistance of the mezbeach and the karbanos, and is bleibt and emblazed the meaning of hafchi. So now the hatchet, all that's left is is its negative connotation, which is for sniver lukatzi yomishlom adam that it now can be used only for the purpose of shortening a person's life, God forbid. And therefore, the right thing to do is to break it. It's no longer useful for the positive side of the Mizbeach, so it must be broken. Ches. Al pianal, as the teichem funem yom tov chamish ozabav, is the inyana achtus sishin yidin. So, based on this, that the idea of Tuba of in this context was about Stoka and bringing everybody together, doing a Stoka which is beneficial to all Yidin. So, in other words, it brings out the unity amongst Yidin. The Heipach Teichen Bidl which is the opposite of the reason why the Beis Hamish was destroyed, which was because of needless hatred. Thus is given the Sibis HaChorben, which was the reason as the Chorben. Is moving was the yomta the simcha from tuba of is bashtan in in them was benoyis yerushalayim yotzes v'chelus bekramim. Now we can understand how they celebrated tuba of. What did they do? The women, the uh, women of yerushalayim, the young women of yerushalayim used to go out and and dance in circles in the vineyards. As nish kuken degav devashidin echelukan tzishin zei that notwithstanding that there were so many differences in status amongst them. Yafiyafiyas, as the Gemara there says, they were the beautiful ones, the the ones that came from important families, is the plain ones, with the Braisa Rechentois Weiter, and the, the Braisa goes on to explain, to give different categories of women. Notwithstanding that they were of different stations in life, they all danced together in one circle, in peace and in unity. And even more. The Gemara says that they were dressed, they used to wear white uh, garments that they borrowed. Everybody borrowed. The reason was so that they shouldn't, somebody that doesn't have their own beautiful white dress, you can always borrow, and everybody has to borrow. So therefore, nobody is embarrassed. Everybody gets from somebody else. And the Gemara goes on to explain the details of how the borrowing happened. The daughter of the king borrowed from the daughter of the Kayin Godel. The daughter of the Kayin Godel borrowed from the Baskan, from the assistant Kayin Godel. And so on, you know, each person, in other words, everybody borrowed from somebody of a lower station than them. That this kind of behavior, this brought out it brings out even more emphasizes even more the great peace and unity that existed so that somebody that belongs to a more important family or a more important uh, status borrows in other words asks and, and asks for and borrows and therefore they subjugate themselves to have to receive from somebody lower than them from somebody that's in a lower station this was all in the, for the purpose of bringing peace and unity amongst all the Jewish girls and this is also what 
the same subject is what's at the very end of the Masechta, Tainus. Also, the Gosh Baruch Hu Machal Tzadikim, that Hashem will make a circle for the Tzadikim in the future. Fu and He will sit amongst them in Gan Eden. by each one will point with his finger. Shenemer is to Hashem. Shenemer, as it says in the Pasuk, on that they will say, Behold, this is my God. In other words, everybody will see and point in. Then there will be the perfect unity amongst all the Yidin. And it's, this refers not only to Tzadikim, because every Jew is a Tzadik. So every Jew will be part of that circle, which will be able to will be one circle, and everybody will be able to point to Hashem. And together, <coughs> as explained elsewhere. And on that day, meaning the day in the, when Mashiach comes, will be the great breaking of the axes, throughout the whole world, as the Pasuk says, that they will break down their swords into uh, plowshares and so on, and no a nation will rise up, uh, raise up in sword or in war against another nation, and as Vedzaim and it will be fulfilled fully that a person's life will be extended forever and who is Adam the people it refers to the Jewish people there will be long life and years and in the time of the resurrection of the death when in the future world by Kol Yisrael, and this will happen for every Yid, because every Yid is a part of the world to come. Shenemer, as the Pasuk says, your nation is all Tzadikim, so that every Jew will be part of the circle of Tzadikim, that Hashem will bring together this whole group, this one big circle of Tzadikim, and this will happen speedily in our days.